Hey, everybody, you're listening to Lee Bing from Fear, and this is Appetite for Distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 335. My name is Brando. Welcome, Mr. Lee Ving. How are you, sir? Thank you. I mean, this is an honor to, to speak with you today and full. Dis- and to you, sir. Thank you. I mean, full disclosure, just so we get we both get it off our chest. I mean, I've been do. I'm an old school radio guy. You know, I, I like yeah, it's I, the podcast world is still somewhat new to me. And so I like being behind the camera. But we do Zooms now. That's a lot of the, like, that's how we interact since the pandemic, it seems. And so we, you and I were like troubleshooting for 10 minutes of trying to get this to work i'm glad i can see you i know you can't see me but uh hopefully we can have a good time today yes but i did see you before so i have a, a general impression okay. at least okay that's important okay so you know that i'm just a i'm just a 38 year old jewish kid uh, living in queens right now that's that's what you have in your mind oh uh, man i grew up in philadelphia and i moved to new york to start being in the music business and uh it seemed all of my friends were from the same extraction as you. And and I began to learn what it was like to be a New Yorker. And uh, and then I, I went to bartender school so I could have money to eat in the meantime. And I became the bartender at Slug's Jazz Cafe. And the first night was uh, uh, Charles Mingus, I think. Okay. Yeah, you, the band, and I think that's why I gravitated towards, uh, I mean, I love the old school uh, you know, punk sound, but towards yeah, me fear. too. But I, I want people <laughs> to be able to play. None of us, especially those of us who've had the privilege of living in New York, want to uh, 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 not understand music, you know. And so I studied it for years on drums, on guitar, you know, music theory, the whole nine yards. And uh, so I had less patience for starting with absolute beginners hmm. and, and wanted to have better players. So I naturally in New York gravitated toward the jazz players. Bruce Dittmas was our drummer. Howard Johnson played baritone sax with us. Eugene Busner was the bass player. Uh, I told you Bruce Dittmas was the drummer. And so we, we went that way. That, uh, that band signed with Marvin Lang and Michael Graft. Michael Lang and Marvin Grafton, and uh, it went in the shitter because of a lack of patience on both sides, ours and the and the potential managers. But uh, it was a great experience to have been in that semi-jazz group uh, that we were called Daybreak. Okay. See, what you're talking about, though, and what I, it's a nice little segue to, it's the New York attitude of just, yeah, I don't want to – I need someone to – I need you to step up. Right. You know, I have an I attitude. I need somebody who understands what the hell this music stuff is. Yeah. I haven't studied it all these years for nothing in order to, uh, to work with beginners. That was not the purpose or the game plan. 
And what year was that? Because this is the year you're celebrating uh, 40 years, the anniversary of uh, yes. your debut album. So it must have been like 1980. Okay. Somewhere near there. 1979, 80, 81, 82. Who knows? But that's pretty much when we started. Did you? I know it's a cliche question. I had been in Philadelphia before okay. and had been the harmonica player and lead singer in a blues band called Sweet Staven Chain. You know, a quick question about the harmonica. I heard that it's the easiest instrument to play, but the hardest to master. Is that true? I would agree with that. Okay. I, I tried and failed because to teach myself Because you have to manufacture once. lots of the notes. Oh. And you ha- your ear has to be strong enough to put the note in the right place. Uh, you know, it's it's not exactly the same as memorizing patterns, like on a piano or something. Okay. You have to, you have to manufacture, physically manufacture the note with your mouth parts. So that's more basic. There was a, a time that I tried to teach myself harmonica when I, and I failed. All it ended up doing was being a nice little cat call from what the cat I was with at the time. Like I would just play, start <laughs> playing the harmonica and the cat would just run into my room. And I was like, all right. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I know it's probably. No, learning, learning to bend. Yeah is a uh, project and it tries your patience yeah you know you think you're doing it right you're not uh but eventually you know you either get onto it or you give it up but speaking of, of patience and and not giving things up did you could you believe that and i know it's a cliche question but in 2022 all these years later decades later that you would still be performing and 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 playing music that you love did you think that you this would be not just your career but your your life's journey yes. yeah as some as some like your parents would have the nerve to tell you that this is just like some hobby some phase you're going through and you have to get down and be serious and figure out what you're going to do for a living that, that gives you a paycheck every week well if that's the kind of person you are music is probably not for you hmm. So is part of this, tell me about, the, and I don't know much too much about it, about the feature-length documentary in production. Is it about the band? Is it about you growing up? Because we could be here all day talking about so many stories with you, but there's obviously some big ones I want to talk to you about. But can you talk to me about this documentary and the kind of stories we're going to get from that? The do- What documentary are you talking about? There's a feature-length uh, documentary in production, I'm told, about fear. Is that not the case? Uh that, to my knowledge, is not the case. Oh, that's good. I, I got to talk to. We'll, we'll, we'll go off. Uh, we'll break the fourth wall. Our buddy Robert, who who uh, I, I love, he he set this interview up. He's like me too. He's like yeah, he can I do. Have to, he, t- I have total confidence in him. He's like he can do Zoom, but now we're, we had a little trouble with Zoom. We got past that, and then he's like, all right, you guys could talk about. In, in addition to Guns N' Roses, which we'll talk about, and Clue, which we'll talk about. Oh. We're fixing, we have completely fixed a release that would be like a triple album or something. I don't know the the nuts and bolts of it, but that's due for release almost as we speak this week. Okay. So can is you, that what you're talking about? Is that what you're talking about? Well, there's two separate things that I, uh, my understanding was that there is a new studio album coming out. That yes. Slash and Duff are going to be on a shooter Jennings even more, which I want to talk to you yes. about. Yes, and that's that's supposed to be our uh, was described as I'm seeing it in somebody's print as massive okay. new new release. Massive was the word they the reviewer chose to use. So uh, uh, 
yeah, that's but that's recorded material. Okay. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. I'd like to. Can you get Robert on the phone while we're talking? Yeah, you know, let me let me email our buddy Robert and see what's going on. Let me. I get him. You want to call him up on the phone? Uh, well, I don't want to, you know, put him on blast as we're recording as more than I am though as we're right, recording this episode. Right, right. I mean, I enjoy you know the fun breaking the fourth wall, but I don't want to actually get him on the phone and be like, "What's the deal?" Uh, you want me to call him? You know what? Yeah. You, you know what? Call him. Then, you no, know, then yeah, then you'll be at fault if he gets mad. Yeah, so how do I do that without losing you? Oh, you know what? That's true. We can't do that. We were so lucky to get to this point. Uh, you know, let me go through my email. Adam, uh, I see Robert. You know, we're going to have a little fun. I'll let him know. As It's the professional thing to do, and this is true. Uh, it wasn't always the case, Robert and radio, um, Lee in radio, that you have to let people know that you're on the air. So I let's just right, right. That's that is true. It's only fair. All right. So let's just see. I won't say his number out loud because usually I say the numbers out loud because I'm of that intellect. Right. Somebody's writing them down. Yeah, but I can't do that and get his number out. All right. This is fun. This is like live radio. Yes. Oh, you were going to ask me about Clue, I think. Oh, I made some mention. I'm definitely going to ask you about Clue, but as we we do this, as we do this Robert bit. Look at this whole music he's got. This is. If he, you hear his. I don't know if you have. I'm not used to ever hearing that. I'm not sure if you have the right number. Hey Robert, I will just let you know it's it's going great. You were um. I can edit this part out if you want. This is. Are you speaking to Robert? I am. Do you hear him? Do you hear Robert? Can you can you hear me, Robert? Hi Lee. Lee, can you hear me? I, oh. Yes, I can. I, I have him. Uh, can, I have him in my headphone, so he can't hear you, Lee. We're having fun. With I can his... hear you. I can hear Robert. Yes, I can hear. Uh, yeah, I we. I, I would have to be the middleman, Robert. We're having fun right now because we were spending, and we're recording this part again. I'll edit it out if it's an issue. Uh, before trying to get Zoom to work, I can see we got him. That, where I can see him, he can't see me, but it's okay. We're oh, make, okay. But I will ask because I want to make sure I clarify. What was the um, the documentary in production about? Because Lee's not familiar. Oh, it's it's about the band and the history of the band. And uh, I, I told him about it. He just forgot. It's okay. No, um, who's who's anyway, doing it? Uh, who's doing it? History of the band. Um, so there's a guy named Jason Zink who did a movie called Straight Edge Kegger. It's on Shutter and Amazon and all these places. Um, so he's the director of the film, and I'm 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 the producer. So I'm giving him all the content and. Oh, interviews wow. how do I know how do I know a few years what do you what do you ask how do me? I how do I not know about this because he forgot he's he says because you forgot <laughs> that's okay at least now we know we sat down we sat down in a, in a rehearsal studio and filmed an interview for four hours you don't remember that when, when was that uh, about two years ago ah oh, two okay. years ago we did it at West LA music Okay. I, I mean, Very cool. Two years Very ago. Cool. I mean, I don't remember. I'm happy that that's happening. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. I'm glad we could clear that up and you gave the info. <laughs> I'll let you go. No, uh, hang hang on with us, Robert. We may co- come up with something else if you can chime in on. Flash and Duff being on the new record. We're going to talk to that, but we were having some, again, some fun technical difficulties. And then when I mentioned the documentary... Oh, okay. I was like, he's like, you know what, call Robert. I was like, I don't, you know, this is part of the, an episode. I love breaking their fourth wall, but I didn't know how you were going to, 
you know, it was going to be received. But I'm like, you know what? This is a podcast. Let's pretend it's live radio. Hopefully people laugh. And we got the information we needed, you know? Cool. All right, man. Well, have fun. And, and Lee, give me a ring after you're done. <laughs> I will. Do you want to hang on with us, Robert, in well, case we run into any other areas? Next, you could... next, he's asking if you want to hang on. Next time we can, we can have, uh, when the documentary comes out, we'll get Robert as co-host, maybe. Very cool. All right, Rob. Thanks, Robert. Bye. All right, we'll talk to you in a bit. Bye. So that was fun. <laughs> so yes. There's a documentary. Yes. And no fault well, of your own. I've, I got, I've burned no so many. No fault insurance and will wonders ever cease. <laughs> At least we know now. I love it. So it was a good idea to call him. So yes. that being said, um, I guess where to even go with that? Because I do, you mentioned Clue. I, I'll bring yeah. it up for the people who are watching. Uh, you know what? No, let's go the music route. I want to talk about before I geek out about Clue. So what you do know about the new album that's coming out. So can you tell us? Oh, I don't want to lose you. Don't mess, mess up with the camera. All right, I got you back. No, I, I won't. All right, cool. So tell me about this new, the Fear record, because again, I am so excited just not to talk to you about your history, but the fact that you're making new stuff in 2022 and, not, and it includes two of my favorite musicians as well, Duff McKagan and Slash of Guns N' Roses. So how did that come about, the, uh, collaborating with them, and how long has your friendship go back with them? Oh, we have been uh, in collaboration for a long time. I, I think I sang something that was on a Guns N' Roses record, or uh, I, I don't recall exactly. Well, but, uh, we'll talk about they, that. They, right. they've, I think they've had me on to do live performance with them. And uh, the, they're, they're a great bunch of guys. And uh, it, it was it was fun with the, the, the singer and the guitar player. And uh, we, we had it. We, we've always had a good relationship. The I think what you do, because it's, it's going to segue into, I guess, one of the many questions. Uh I don't know if you, unless I, I forgot, I forgot. I don't think you sang on a Guns N' Roses record, but they covered I Don't Care About You on the Spaghetti Oh, incident. yes. Yeah, so. That, yeah, that was it. Okay. Do, do you recall that? Because that was a big deal. Uh, Guns yes. No, yes, absolutely. Yeah, tell us about, I guess, that story, if there is a story that there. That may have come up. I don't know if technically I got up on a stage to sing that with them or ever, but it makes sense and it uh, it may have happened. Do you recall, I guess, did they approach you to cover that? Because uh, the Spaghetti Incident, uh, was it came out in 1993 and Guns N' Roses was huge. People were waiting up for waiting for a follow-up to use your illusions and get this covers record of all these punk songs. And you know, right. and it worked for me because that's how I discovered a lot of punk bands like Fear. So, do you remember? Did, did Guns N' Roses management contact you to cover this song? Uh, do you remember anything about or your reaction to when that album came out? And you, did you, did you find out after the fact that they covered Fear? What do you recall? I I, I think it was in mid uh, mid process when I when I learned about it. Okay. Do you remember your reaction? Were you flattered? Yes. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Flattered, happy, you know, uh, joyful for uh, uh, new possibilities. And, uh, yeah, grateful to, to them for having done that, for, you know, thinking that much of something that I wrote and uh, enough to record it on, on their already very successful career. Hmm. Do you, uh, what did you think about Axel's vocals, doing your vocals? 
man, I was I was just beside myself with joy and glee. Uh, not to put uh, one letter on my first name, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was a great feeling. Very cool. So obviously the the friendship goes back quite a ways. I know Duff yes. has mentioned you, you know, being one of his favorite punk bands. Uh, there was a a tweet or something that Duff posted last year of like him and Slash, and the caption was Slash and I talking about which Lee's, uh, Lee Ving song makes us want to make, make us break the most shit or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, this rasty attitude which pervades lots of our offerings was uh, entertaining to them. And I was very happy for uh, someone, especially in, in a position such as they are, to have gotten the joke, so to speak, <laughs> to uh, have you know seen the underlying impetus for uh, lots of these crazy things that I would say lyrically. Yeah. Oh, man, I definitely, uh, I got the joke. And um, that's one of the reasons why I love fear. So let me ask then, when did you because you said this recording has been going on for a while and I'm sure they were obviously overjoyed to do something with you recorded what was that process did they go into a studio or did they just send you stuff like how did the can you tell us about what they exactly contribute to the new album coming out later this year uh, their their new album coming out later this year is that what you're saying I mean, uh, it's, I, it's apparently there's or, a new, or my, your my new album. New I, I would, I would oh. hope there was a new Guns N' Roses out, coming out, album out. Unless yes, you, I'm do sure you, there is. Okay. Do you know anything? <laughs> do you know anything? Uh, no, not, not very much other than I'm very happy about it. And the things that I get to, to uh, discover uh, about the process uh, and you know, at what stage we are is, uh, is all very happy. So wait, so Amelia, so I understand, you're you're not going to be on the on a new Guns N' Roses album, right? Am I, am I misunderstanding that? No, because Slash and Duff are are on your new album. That's correct. Okay, I so, believe that that's correct. All right, because you got me excited with a, a certain. Comment. No, as, okay. as far as I know, I think that that's what you said is is. Yeah, it's the truth. Okay, so yeah, that's what I thought. So, um, with that process, then how did that? Is it a song? Are they in multiple songs on your new record, on Fear's new record? Duff is going to play on our new record. And, uh, like as the basis on all the songs or like a certain no, track? No, no, on a certain song. Okay, okay, that's what I'm asking. So, yeah, if Slash and Duff are on certain songs or a song, uh, is that, or is that a secret for now? Like, we'll have to find uh, out. Not, not necessarily. I just don't know. Okay. Okay. Were you in the studio with them or did they have to send you stuff and you sent them ideas? How did the, how did that work out? Uh, I'm not sure how, uh, yeah, what's, what phase we are with any of this. Okay. But it's, so I guess it's still in but the, the process. The fact the uh, shooter is, is scheduled. Okay. And uh, I think slash will also be as far as I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't want to give out any misinformation. And, and I'm also very hopeful, so I don't want to uh, jinx it. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, <laughs> and I won't call Robert again, you know, in case if there's anything else that we need to know. But Oh, man, it's okay. You know, we're <laughs> we, we grateful to you for doing this. And so uh, I, I'm sure none of us would mind where you to call. 
Well, uh, next time, next time, because there's still plenty for, uh, to talk to you about with experiences that that you've had. Uh, yesterday was the first time in a while I watched the Saturday Night Live uh, appearance. What can, can yes, you, indeed. What can you tell us about that? I know you've spoken about it many times over the years, but is there a certain moment after all this time that sticks out to you more than the others uh, from that performance or, or perhaps the aftermath? Uh, it, it was John, may he rest in peace, that was instrumental in getting us here onto Saturday Night Live. And we had been available prior to that, but uh, generally until we had John on our side wanting us to be able to do it, uh, supplying the, the pathway to achieving it. Uh, he was he was very instrumental in, in helping us get the job, so to speak. And uh, I'm sure that it was uh, his leading us, uh, to, you know, mentioning us to the uh, powers at Saturday Night Live and saying he was in favor of it. Um, that was instrumental in getting it to be reality. What kind of person was John Belushi? Because my era had Chris Farley, and I feel like that was the closest thing that, you know, I, I, I missed out. Of course, I, I enjoyed Animal House and watched those old SNL, you know, uh, episodes that he was a part of. But I yeah. I don't know. What kind of person was he? Like, is there something that you can tell us that perhaps, I mean, other than what yes. you hear about the stories, there's something like you can feel comfortable sharing that we might not know about John Belushi? Uh, I would absolutely say that he was kind generous he had a very large sense of humor and uh, found things uh, funny like I, I think he was amused by my description of uh, things in place in the music business and in the marketplace and uh, you know in, in, in political opinions and and, and all that sort of thing, humor being the mainstay, I think for me, in all those areas, especially with them being so sensitive in, in many places. And I think that that was part of what he appreciated, that, uh, you know, uh, a sense, sense of humor that, uh, that was maybe not so afraid of the... Uh, you know, say, saying things that other people would be afraid to say because limiting their opportunities. Mm. It was those things that made John, I think, be interested and finding it funny. And uh, and that we got along so well, he and I. Mm. And uh, you can imagine the impact of having lost him in, in midlife and all that. And uh, so I, I just feel grateful to him for the things that he was able to do for us. Hmm. Is that, that, that's a nice way to look back and just be grateful uh, for that, that time. And yeah, I, that's and for having no, having the opportunity to know him as uh, where, where so many people hmm. would have appreciated that, that uh, were they able to have it. And uh, I am definitely grateful for, for having known him and for 
the kindness and help that he was to us. Very cool. Very cool. And I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, we alluded to it before. Um, I mean, it was, <laughs> I was surprised. I thought I was going to be the geek to want to ask you about Clue. But when I posted that you were coming on, everyone's like, oh yeah, he was Mr. Body and Clue. And everyone's, <laughs> people are so excited. You know, our, our buddy, uh, I'll give him a shot, a shout out, uh, Satya Mortha from Canada who wanted to hear about your experience filming Clue, this brilliant movie with this brilliant cast that you got to work with. How did that come about? I was, I think I, I, I had done Flashdance already. My, my uh, career was not unknown to the movie industry, especially after we had played Saturday Night Live. That was more of a stamp of approval and of the... Uh, uh, like you were serious? Like you were that, for real? That we were capable of, capable. Uh, of of being dealt with. And we were capable of being used as guest artists, mm. you know, without, uh, without causing trouble and, you know, having respect and all those things. Okay. Okay. So that's why, did you think that would deter people from hiring you as an actor based upon your reputation as a... A punk rocker? As a punk rocker? Yeah. Uh, the thought crossed my mind sometimes. I'm sure that there were some situations in which that was more applicable than others, but uh, the movie business as, as well as uh, TV and show business in general can some in some ways uh, look away from things which are disadvantageous yeah. if it uh, suits their purpose to have you be guest artist on their project. Sure. So I, I, I think that there was, it, it, it worked as a, as a basis for uh, the, uh, for fear and it uh, apparently, and as I expected that, that it might uh, also worked for the film business, they appreciate uh, whatever you can uh, bring to the table as far as interest from uh, large groups of people. And after John got us on Saturday Night Live, that increased and uh, would have to be considered a help. Did you uh, have to audition for Clue? I guess, how did you, because again, the, the, the cast yes, are- uh, get uh, William Morris Agency was my agency. And- uh, John Burnham's office sent me to read for Clue and uh, whatever else was involved in the process. Uh, you know, at least I could state that for certain. And uh, that was the opening of of our talks. And it seemed to go quite well. What did you think about, because uh, this was a movie... It, uh, based on a board game and right. again the the cast you know you got christopher lloyd you got uh, tim curry madeline Kahn. madeline Kahn. i mean brennan i mean just brilliant cast so when you see that i guess what did you think about it like were you like all in right away were you intimidated because you have some of these classically trained actors or just big actors um, or uh, if you could tell us about that and perhaps the experience of, of filming the movie 
and having your dead body being dragged around by people. Well, it's all play acting. Well, that's what and, acting uh, is, sure. <laughs> and, and it was, uh, no, I, I very looked forward to uh, working with the cast as, as famous as they were at that time and more so later. And uh, it was just a, a great opportunity. I was thankful and happy and uh, felt fulfilled as an actor. I was getting to do uh, what they were all getting to do. It was, it was very cool. Cool. Um, do you, do you guys recall just to, you know, I'm not going to stay obviously on clue the entire time. Was it a, a, a full, you guys cracking up a lot? Or was there, was it hard? Cause there's a lot of funny people there or was it all serious business? And how was Tim Curry on set? I mean, I'm just curious, you know, the guy from it, you know, he does all these amazing roles. Um, right. So was it like Every, a very serious? Everybody set? was friendly. Everybody was kind. Everybody was uh, patient. It was a it was a great experience. Good stuff. And I I had confidence in in myself about uh, being able to deliver what the producers and directors wanted in in any situation as an actor, and also to mess with it a little bit. And to uh, make sure it was something that could be received as as additionally good for the production. Was your most recent, and that's just great to hear, was your most e- recent acting uh, role? Sorry, as my, I'm getting questions being sent into you uh, for you right now. Are you uh, putting your foot up on the piano? <laughs> it sounds like that. Yes, I'm, just, I'm just chiming along with your bird in the background. That's all I'm doing. Yes. Uh, a picture that reminds me of a picture of little Richard who's playing piano with both hands and then goes for the really high notes to the right with his right leg, with his right foot. Mm. That was uh, that was his move. Just a, 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 a rock and roll moment that was uh, very amusing to me. Yeah, the architect of, of rock and roll. Uh, was yes, it, was Little Richard. That's absolutely an amen, and an incredible piano player. My God. So anyway, more important things to to talk about. Uh, what can you? Because you said you didn't want to spoil anything. What can you tell us about the new Fear record that's going to come out later this year? There's songs that have never been recorded. Never. I, I don't mean recorded. Have never been released. Recorded and released. And uh, it, it's a. Uh, a, a wealth of the things that we've had, some things we've used and some things we've, we have not, some things that will be heard for the first time. And uh, it's going great. And I'm confident that uh, everyone will enjoy it. What's the thing that keeps you motivated the most? Because you've, as we've discussed, you've done so many things that I, you can forget them. Like it's just all these amazing things. So what? What's the thing that keeps you, you know, instead of just saying, "Hey, you know, I, I've I've done enough. Let me just enjoy uh, my family and friends," which you do anyway. But what keeps you going, uh, motivated to get back up on stage and still do it? Well, it's just the the general enjoyment of of doing this anyway, uh, regardless of uh, you know the the windfall of money it's creating for you or the uh, the gigantism of all the new parts that are being offered for you theatrically and, and also musically, and uh, so I'm I'm still 
I'm still at this point not as uh, com completely fulfilled with things that you could do in the music business and as an actor. And uh, so it keeps me wanting to do more until I get to that place where I feel like, uh, okay, that was, that was great. And I, I don't uh, necessarily hunger for more of it or something like that. That's a, a place I've not gotten to. I still enjoy doing all this stuff and I, I always will. Awesome. So I, I don't look forward to getting to a place where I just feel like, well, okay, that's enough of this. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy it and love it musically and theatrically. And so uh, as, as it happens, so be it. I like it. I love that answer. And I got it up. I got to ask this. I'll give credit to another, another listener that I got, uh, Jake Turner. So when you do get back on stage, uh, are you going to put Bomb the Russians back into the set? Is that a, I know it's kind of a risky, it's kind of a risky question to ask. I mean, can you, you know, how do you feel about that song now in twenty? Or, or do you want to talk about that? You know, how do you feel about that song? I guess when you first wrote it versus what's going on in the world right now. It's it's sarcasm. I I don't believe uh, in bombing anyone, right? If it's avoidable, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. and uh, I just uh, would have everyone be rational and uh, and permitting to our fellow humans. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Just uh, no more of this in this world. But I try. I, this podcast is an escape from it, so I, I don't go too down into uh you know the well with all these uh the world yes. issues but when there is a cross i mean there's a cross uh there so i appreciate you um you know answering that but to go back to maybe i don't know maybe this is controversial as well in it in addition to russia this is a question from zone zero nyc um on on twitter so fear uh re-recorded and released the record right so I guess how did you like, tell me about that? No, actually, no, that's, that's a different question. Let's go. Oh, I'll get to you. Zone zero. There was another question I wanted to get to. So forgive me. Uh, I'm just trying to find out who asked it so I can give them credit. All right. Well, I can't find it. Anyway, the, uh, there was a re-record of the record that you did with Dave Mustaine and that he put it out with just his, his vocals. And you did an interview a couple years ago, or maybe it was like 2020 or something. Uh, that you just, you weren't aware of the re-record when Dave put it out, and you were hoping to get in touch with him to talk about it. Is there any has been, there been any update on uh, forty five, right? The, the record. Oh, uh, forty five. The excuse me, the album that you did oh. with uh, with Dave Mustaine. Now, uh, Ken Begora, forgive me. Now he asked me M MD forty five. That's what I meant to say. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, uh, and, and what was the question? That it was. Uh, re-recorded by Dave Mustaine and oh, yeah. later yeah, yeah, on yeah. and he released it with just his vocals and I, uh, there was an interview that you did a couple years ago that you said you weren't aware of the re-record and I was wondering if you'd gotten in touch with Dave Mustaine since about him putting out MD45 with his vocals over yours right uh, I'm grateful to Dave for uh, in, including my vocals at, on a recording of his at any point. 
and he's always welcome to do that. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that as, a, as an answer. I appreciate it. Uh, so what else is like, when is the, you know, cause you're touring this year. When do you hit the road? Like what, what, what do you know? Uh, what's planned for your shows this year? Yes. Uh, yes. Is the answer. Okay. <laughs> yes. Do you, uh, but you don't know what month, um, when we can expect to see you guys hitting the road. Like, are you going to, are you, uh, it's, it's possible that it would be sooner or later than uh, anything that we're speaking of at this point. But uh, there is, there's a performance in Denver in June. Okay. Well, uh, you'd have to, you have to call Robert to find out what the name of the club is. Okay. Yeah. No problem. I was just, uh, cause I see if you can go on to fear the bands, Facebook, um, fear leaving on, on Twitter and Instagram as, as far as anything that needs to be, you know, updated. Uh, they always have deals of the day and new shirts. Uh, can you out. call, can you call Robert back and, and get the, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll ask him. All right, this is this is a fun episode. Oh, it must be because I hear that. <laughs> What's happening? Hey, Robert Lee is. Uh, I love talking to Lee, and you're on the air still. But we're talking about. Okay. I want to make sure that we get all the dates right. So, what is their what are their touring dates this year? When can we expect to see uh, Fear? Well, the only date we have right now is June 4th in Denver, but we do have other dates in the works. We just haven't booked anything as of right now. Okay. All right. That's kind of what he said, but he was, I guess, uh, yeah. worried that he was forgetting something. Or I, I was wondering if not mentioning the name of the club would oh. uh, be not the right thing to do or something, but I wanted, you, wanted to speak to you, Robert, before saying anything. I don't know if you heard him, but he just said uh, he, well, he was worried about saying the name of the club or forgetting the name of the club, rather. But well, that was the info we needed. I appreciate it. I'm about to wrap up with <laughs> with Lee. But. Robert, what what do you okay, what, no can problem. we say the name of the any club? Other questions you have, just just let me know. Okay, we'll get up. Wait, uh, what do you, uh, Robert? Wait. Can we mention the name of the club or not? Yeah, you can mention. What was the name of the club again? Oh, it's uh, the what is it called? Gothic Theater in Denver, Colorado. The Gothic Theater in Denver, Colorado. Yep. All right, Lee? Yes, sir. <laughs> He's putting his ear up to Zoom. It's so funny. All right. <laughs> okay. I'll let you go, Robert. Thank you again for being my producer this okay. episode. Bye. No problem. All right. This is funniness, funniness, funniness. So, yeah. And I just had my first trip to Denver last year. So, uh, good for all those, um, everyone out in Colorado. And we look forward to more dates when you announce them, Lee. Amen. Uh, so until I guess we'll we'll do this next time maybe with Robert as my uh, unofficial official co-host. But I really appreciate yes, you. Uh, I really appreciate your time, Lee. You are a legend. You are you know, a punk rock legend. In I I just think it's so cool that that you have people like Slash and Duff look up to you, where so many people look up to them. Like, do you get? You know, let me ask. Let me end on that. You must get that a lot when people who are already like are established c come to you and say you're my hero you're my inspiration like do you do you get that a lot is that still um what how does that make you feel now it's it's it, uh, it's a an incredible affirmation it's it's uh, a thing humans long for 
And it's something I appreciate when someone notices anything, you know, uh, about the, the things that I love to do and have gotten to do. And then other people who I respect appreciate that. That's a, that's a double plus. Right on. Well, I appreciate what you've done and what you continue to do. So, Lee, until next time, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes, sir. It's my pleasure. And thank you very much for having me and being interested. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You got it. And next time we'll we'll be able to see see each other and get comfortable. So, you know, I'm loving this shot of your ear right now, but that's a famous ear. That's a famous ear. So, <laughs> so, that, so that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rhodes concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.